All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Dynamic Growth Alliance podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gotzer, and today we're going to be talking about attitude, how to create and uphold and maintain a great attitude, because I'm going to be real with you guys. One of the biggest revelations that I've learned in my entire life to date is how you think absolutely controls just about everything in your life. I mean, you pretty much get out of life what you expect. More, more or less, what you expect, what you think about, and how you choose to think about what's going on in your day and in your life is going to dictate what's actually happening. So, I mean, attitude is just absolutely essential. And it's, you know, something that, you know, people probably think is cheesy and they've, they've heard it, you know, all over the place and they think, oh yeah, just another, you know, talk about attitude. Well, I mean, the crazy thing is, is if it's, you know, so well known and if it's, you know, so talked about, then how come everyone doesn't have a great, positive, uplifting, encouraging attitude? And I think the biggest reason why is because it's hard. It's not always easy to, you know, identify emotions, uh, you know, solution seek around problems and really just, just handle some of the stressors and you know, some of the difficulties and obstacles that can be thrown our way in our lives. You know, especially with the technology, technological age that we live in today. I mean, information is you know, more available than it's ever been. And you know what that means is that we're kind of under this you know sensory overload, and there's so much stuff being thrown at us that you know we're expected to be able to handle it in at the same speed in which it comes. And the reality is that's just not true. So you know if we don't have a way to think about handling some of this stuff and a way to overcome you know some of the failures that we're going to incur, and you know just some of the growing pains, as I like to call it, some of the growing pains you know, of trying to figure out, you know, how to, you know, continually, you know, be positive, be uplifting and be encouraging and be resilient and move forward in this ever changing, you know, just high speed, you know, high technology lifestyle. And it seems to be very difficult, you know, to you know, really start to figure out and just unpack and uncover and, you know, just who you are and where you want to be and, and how to get there. So there's a few things just right off the bat I wanted to do for you guys I think would really help and add a lot of value. So first is to find our terms. So the definition of attitude is a settled way of thinking and feeling about someone or something. And, you know, when I first thought about that, guys, I was like, you know, that, that word settled really, you know, got me thinking about attitude itself and, you know, just how impactful it is. And, you know, when I was thinking about it, it really spoke to me as as if, you know, as human beings, we create and have kind of a predetermined attitude, you know, for all things or at, at the very least for specific things in our life. And, you know, I think that's absolutely true. You know, when I took stock and inventory of my own attitude, which, you know, I encourage every single one of you guys to do is really just take an inventory and in stock of your attitude and what kind of attitude you have. And is it an attitude that sec- sets the example? You know, which is actually one of, you know, the mantras that, you know, I'm really, you know, trying to push as part of my, my message and, and this podcast is really just being a better example for everyone around us. So, you know, does my, exa- uh, does my attitude really set the example? And, uh, yeah, so when you really start to think about that, right, what, what kind of attitude you have and what are those predetermined attitudes that we have towards everything in our life, I think you can really start to uncover, you know, why you've had, you know, some of the successes that you've had or why you've had some of the failures that you've had or, you know, why you've wound up, you know, kind of unhappy sometimes or whatever the case is. Because when you really boil it down, I mean, attitude really does have a profound impact on our lives. I mean, it was actually Abraham Lincoln who said that people are about as happy as they choose to be, you know, and 
you know, when I first read that, and it's actually, you know, a book called Lincoln on Leadership. When I first read that, I mean, I think it's absolutely true. I mean, you know, you can take two people in the same job, in the same company, and they're both told that they have to stay late in order to get a certain job or a certain task done. And depending on, you know, those two individuals' attitudes, one person is gonna have just as high of morale, be just as motivated, right? And, and be happy to get it done and really just try to learn something from it versus the other person is gonna complain, they're gonna whine, they're not gonna learn anything because of that attitude of complaining and whining. They're, you know, they're gonna feel like, you know, the world's out to get them, you know, all these kind of things, right? So in, in that circumstance, it, hopefully that paints a good picture of why attitude is so important and, you know, maybe even a little bit of what kind of attitude you should have. So, you know, really thinking about that. I think another great quote, you know, that I saw was, your attitude toward failure determines your altitude after failure. And that's a John Maxwell quote. John Maxwell's a great, great leader, one of the one of the best out there. I've read a lot of his books. He's got a whole bunch. And, you know, I think that right there is also absolutely extremely crucial as well. I mean, nobody is perfect and everything that you do in life, there's going to be some failure and you're going to incur some setbacks. And depending on what your attitude is towards failure really determines how far you can go after you fail. You know, for some of us, failing is one of the hardest things that we do with every single day. Not, you know, doing the things that we said we were going to do or not being able to get that last rep in or not being able to do that certain amount of weight or, you know, getting beat by someone in something you know, or, you know, staying up too late, not waking up on time or at the time we wanted to. Or, you know, starting a business and having to completely fail or, you know, trying to build an Instagram and you're not getting any likes or whatever. And, you know, with, with those feelings, all those things that come with that failure, how you choose to think about it and, and really you know, what you learn from it based on the attitude you have is really going to determine where you go from there. So I think it's, it's, it's a very inspired quote by John Maxwell. Um, and really that kind of leads into um, one of the things that, I really wanted to do for you guys is kind of lay out just the, the top five or, or six things that I really think makes up a great attitude and just kind of leave you guys with that to, to move on through the, through the rest of your weekend and just have an awesome weekend. And, you know, number one is take responsibility or, or extreme ownership. And, you know, really this one is, is probably, yeah, this one's number one because I think it's, it's the hardest but it's also the most valuable. So if, if you can get to a point where everything in your life, you can take your piece of it and what your involvement was or lack of involvement in it was and then really reflect on that and see where you can make changes and then move the needle forward in that way, that will absolutely change your life. Because the opposite of that is that people want to blame everything around them and everything else, right? They want to blame the people, the other people that were involved. They want to blame the company. They want to blame the weather. They want to blame the water. They want to blame, you know, just any other trivial thing that you could possibly blame. And what that actually does is it, it gives the control. It takes the control out of your hands and gives it to somebody else. So that says that, hey, no matter what I do now, I can't win because of the company, the water, the grass, the cows, like the whatever. And it's, it's a very detrimental place to be, right? Mentally, and then both physically in action, because there's, there's nothing to do now. Everything is out of my hands. I've totally lost my sovereignty and my control and my power as a man, and I can no longer move forward because I gave that power away just because I wasn't willing to look at myself and say, hey, what part of this you know, could I have changed or, or what was my role in it? If, if I didn't have a role, then maybe I should have had a role. Now, 
What I'm not saying though, guys, is that don't take some kind of, you know, false sense of fault in everything that you do, right? Everything is not your fault. I mean, that's just kind of an immature thought. However, it, it tends to come up and, I, and I've seen it in some other places before. And I've had other people ask me about that as well because I do take extreme ownership of everything in my sphere of influence. I mean, everything around me from work to my family to even out at the grocery store, you know, when, when things happen, that are out of the norm, I you know choose to take responsibility of some of that stuff because I believe that you know as a man and you know as a leader, not just you know at work but in the community and the home, that our influence expands right and it follows us everywhere that we go. So you know, wherever I end up in the room, you know wherever whatever room I end up or you know whatever state or country wherever I end up, that you know I see myself as a leader and I see myself as having a responsibility to you know make everything else around me you know, better and improved and uplifting and encouraging and positive. And, I'll, you know, that really just takes the attitude of extreme ownership. And, and it's just a higher level of, of responsibility. So, I, you know, encourage you guys to think about that. Think about, you know, how you guys are taking responsibility in your life. Or if you're not, then it's, just, it's a great wake-up call to start taking responsibility. You know, start looking at some of the areas in your life and, and really assessing it. And you know, ask yourself, am I fully doing what I need to be doing? If not, how is my thinking affecting that? So number two, being in the present is the best way to uphold and maintain a great attitude. I mean, for obvious reasons, we can kind of look at past, present, and future. And, you know, first we want to go to the past. So why is staying in the past not a great place to be in, in regards to attitude? So, I mean... Obviously, if you you know looking in the past as a reflection tool, so if if you're thinking about you know last week or you know last night or things like that, and you're asking yourself some questions, you know kind of like you know earlier we talked about taking responsibility. If you're asking yourself some reflection questions, you know about you know previous days and things like that, that's not so bad. However, the problem tends to be for people who they they just have an attitude of the past or past thinking, or they just stay in the past, the past, the past. The problem is, is that they never give themselves permission to move forward. So if you're always looking at what had happened or, you know, what has happened before, then you basically are just recreating the past over and over again, right? Because it's like you're dragging the past with you. And because it stays in your mindset, and we talked about it, right? The way that you think controls pretty much everything in your life and you 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 get what you expect, right? So if you're constantly in the mindset of the past and what happened before and all those fears and those emotions of regret and shame and guilt, you actually will reposition what had happened from the past to the future. And then you end up kind of in this karmic loop of, of CREP. Now look to the future. It's like, okay, so how could our attitude of looking to the future you know, serve us or not serve us. Well, I think, you know, kind of the same thing. It's all objective, guys. Everything, you know, that I'm going to talk about and, you know, a lot of this on this list, right, you got to be able to look at it in an objective way and, and really just take the good and throw out the bad, right? Take the good and throw out the bad. There's going to be a lot of this stuff that can serve you, right, in certain, you know, size, shapes, and colors, but there's going to be other things that absolutely will not serve you no matter how you look at them. So, I mean, when you think about future, right, you think about what's my attitude, you know, towards, do I have a heavy futuristic attitude? Like, I'm always thinking about what's going to happen next, what do I need to do next, right? What's five years from now, what's 10 years from now, what's two years from now? So if you're always thinking like that, that can definitely propel you forward, and that can get you in, in the right motion, right? Because it's better than just looking in the past all the time. However, you kind of go back you kind of get into this like false sense, like this utopian type thing where you 
are never able to really look at what's happening right now and identify where you're at right now and identify those small action steps you need to take that actually will move the needle forward, right? Maybe big futuristic plans are good, you know, however, they just don't come with a lot of practicality. You know, it's a lot of dreaming, it's a lot of scheming, it's a lot of planning. And, you know, until you can break down those smaller tasks and, you know, really start to move the needle forward, those big, huge plans just almost kind of, at least in my experience, right, they tend to make me, you know, a little bit negative in, in my mindset just because you can see something that seems so far away and it seems like such a big task that, you know, it kind of pushes you to procrastination or not doing it at all because then you start to realize like, oh, I don't quite have the resource for that yet. I don't quite have the skills for that yet. Oh, I don't have, you know, the, the network for that yet or I don't have the money for that. And that's not always a good place to be, right? You can see how that may take you down a negative road. So really all this to say, guys, is that is to come back to the present. So living in the now, you know, living in the now is probably, you know, it's, it's, it's a very effective, you know, way of thinking and it definitely cultivates a great attitude. I mean, if you're always thinking about what can I do right now, you know, big emphasis on right now to win or succeed or to learn, right, or to move forward. I mean, what can I do right now in this moment? So it's not about yesterday it's not about two hours ago it's not about five hours from now it's about right now like how can i be the best right now for my company my wife my kids my team um you know my church or whatever it is you know really thinking about that like how can i maximize my time maximize my day maximize my team right now so moving on number three don't take everything so personal and this one's absolutely huge for me guys you know you and and the, the younger group or the younger association that you tend to find yourself in, you'll probably see a lot more of this. And then the older association that you have, you'll, you'll see a lot uh, less of this. So, you know, for some reason, you know, younger, younger generations and younger folks, they tend, tend to th- take things very personal. Like when, you know, you're giving criticism or you're, you know, you're talking about events or things that have happened, for whatever reason, they start to link that to themselves if they've had some involvement in it or whatever the case is. And um, that really, again, just really takes you down to this negative kind of attitude towards everything, and especially towards people. And negative attitude towards people is, is probably one of the worst, you know, type of negative attitudes to have because people are absolutely essential and you're going to, you know, be around people for the rest of your life until the end of time. And, uh, yeah, learning those people skills, learning how to, you know, work with people effectively and having a great attitude for people, enough people, and, and yeah, really just, you know, move things forward for you in, in a way that's, you know, hard to explain, really. But, yeah, so don't take everything personal. I mean, then you think about the older, the older group of guys, right? Why, or, you know, guys and gals, and you ask yourself, why don't they take things so personal? And it's experience. You know, they, they've been around and you know, enough things and they've been through enough, you know, years of life and, and things of that nature that they're able to kind of step out of their bodies, right? And kind of step out of the experience and what's going on and look at things objectively and ask themselves a couple of questions, right? So is, let's say, you know, someone's giving you criticism and, you know, you're, you're looking at it and you want to, you know, you really want to identify with that person and relate and connect to them. So the first thing you might want to ask is, hey, is that true? And the hard part about that is, and that's probably the hardest part for the younger people and it's the easiest part for the older people is, is you have to tell the truth. You can't lie. You know, to yourself. I mean, you may be able to lie to the person that's giving you the criticism, but you can't lie to yourself. And at the end of the day, you have to 
lay down at night with yourself in the lie. And then you're just going to end up feeling like CRAP later on. So, you know, again, that's probably why it's so hard. And that's why taking, you know, not taking things personally is so effective. Because when you can step out of that situation, look at the criticism and ask yourself, is that true? And if it is, then you know exactly what you need to do to change. You know, and if you don't know exactly what it is, then at least you have a path or you have a direction. Now, if you, if you tell, if you don't tell the truth, now you're probably still doing that thing, but now you're not even aware and now you have no path of changing it. And eventually you're just going to get to a point with that particular thing that's going to hurt so bad that then you're going to see it and you're going to think about all those times when you could have changed it before. So don't take things personally. Think objectively, right? And ask yourself, is it true? Is, is the person that's telling me this criticism or, or anything, is it even a qualified source? I mean, if somebody's like on Instagram from another country and, you know, they're like skater, you know, AJ45 or whatever, and, you know, they comment on something of mine or, you know, they're you know, saying something on a, on a blog that's opposite to mine or whatever, like, why would I take that personal? I don't even know this person. Their input has absolutely no effect on my life whatsoever. So I, I really, you know, tend to just leave those things alone and let bygones be bygones and, you know, really just adopting the attitude of, of growth mindset and thinking, hey, everything helps, right? So before we move on to number four, I actually just, just thought this is actually a great analogy. So in your car, you know, engine light comes on or the brake lights or tire light, you know, comes on or whatever in your dashboard. And most of us, right, we don't freak out and get mad or get negative, you know, and, and start, you know, cursing out the car and start talking bad about the car. No, it's, it's just information. And you know, this is probably, this is a great analogy. This is one of the greatest analogies I've ever heard in regards to not taking things personally and getting upset about little things. And, you know, but we treat, for whatever reason, we can treat our car and the engine light and all that, which is technically bad information, right? But it's just information. We can treat that just fine and not take that so personal. But when it comes to people who are just giving us information, we tend to just kind of fly off the handle and, and you know, want to be mad and want to act out, you know, verbally aggressive or, or physically aggressive or whatever. So, this, you know, thinking about that, it's, it's a huge attitude adjustment. And then the other thing is, you know, controlling the controllable and forgetting about the rest. Um, you know, in, in regards to attitude, I think you know, this is, again, it's all these are really hard to rank in regards to one, two, three, four, and five, but because they're all very important and they all really cultivate a, a good attitude. So, you know, controlling the controllable really kind of falls into, you know, a couple of other categories as well, especially like taking responsibility. I mean, there are things in life that are going to happen to you that you just absolutely cannot control no matter how much you want to. And inside of that moment, you have a decision to make. You can either continue to think and to wonder and ponder about something that you can't control, can't change, and, you know, really is just going to drive you crazy or you can just let it go and just ask you know just have the have the attitude of well, let's just see what happens you know so let's just see and I think that's something that um, I used to hear my dad talk about a lot um, you know some of my my wrestling coaches that I've worked with in the past used to say that a lot and they just you know they tell me like, let's just see and I think that attitude you know really has a great effect on people when you can look at something that you don't know if it's gonna work out, if it's gonna be good or bad, and you can't really control it either, so you can kinda of just take the third party seat and be comfortable with that. You kinda of just sit on the sideline and go, well, let's just see what happens. So, ask yourself that question. When times are getting a little crazy, get a little stressed out, ask yourself, let's just see what happens. Number five, there's no such thing as failure, only learning ways that do not work. 
absolutely huge mindset, absolutely huge attitude, you know, just towards um, pursuing excellence, pursuing greatness, changing your habits and all this kind of stuff because you're going to incur failure. Things are going to go wrong. And the number one thing you can do is not get caught up in the failure. And don't even see failure as failure. I mean, you know, if you think about this, what, what could you do and would you do if you knew you could not fail? And I've asked, you know, a few people that, and they usually start telling me all these big, amazing, wonderful, awesome, you know, mangaso things that they would do and, you know, all the things that, you know, they would accumulate. And it's just like, well, now the great thing is, is now you identify that, you're like, why, what's stopping you right now? And it's really not so much the act of failing, but it's the fear of failing that gets most people um, in this kind of stuck in the mud, uh, you know, attitude and you know keeps them from not moving forward it's you know usually that that mental um, you know idea of failure and just that, that fear of failure versus the the physical act of failing because if you really think about it I mean what is failing if you if you really stop to think about it what is failure and then you know why is failure such a big deal when like a lot of these things don't actually, you know, they don't, they're not life or death. I mean, they're not so serious that most of the time we lose our jobs. They're not so serious that we lose life, limb, or eyesight. They're not so serious that, you know, our family gets dissipated. They're not so serious that we're bankrupt. You know, maybe some things are. I mean, if it's, if it's a big, big failure, and then that kind of leads into some other attitudes, <laughs> more like the you know, resilience. But um, for the most part, I mean, the most of the failure that we incur is not that serious. And if you, if you think about the, the possible outcomes of that failure, you know, and then you have that attitude like, hey, it's, I just learned something instead of, oh, man, I just failed. Oh, shucks, poor me. I suck. All this kind of stuff. You know, really, that's what will allow you to move past and to overcome and to grow. And like John Maxwell says, you know, really move past that and reach a whole new altitude. Right? Because failure is not really a thing. Failure is kind of like... Failure is kind of like fear, where it doesn't really exist. It's just kind of like this, this mental state that people create. You know, I mean, when you when you miss a basket in basketball, I mean, that's technically failure. Or when you start a business and you know you you miss the mark and you know you lose a little bit of money, or whatever, it's, it's really the same thing. But the difference is the attitude towards it and how important it is in your life. So, you know, think about what we could do as human beings if we all learn to see failure not as failure. We just learn to see it as like a check engine light. Or if we, you know, can see it as just a missed shot, like a missed basketball shot, or if we can, you know, see it just like a learning experience or like Thomas Edison, ways that don't work. You know, we just discovered ways that do not work. And then from there, we can actually take the proper steps and move forward. So that's really it, guys. That's all I want to leave you with. It's kind of the top five, um, you know, top five, you know, takes on, you know, what makes up a great attitude and, you know, kind of ways to uphold it and maintain it. And it's not really an exhaustive list. I mean, there's obviously a lot more things that you could probably think of that go into attitude. And these are just, you know, some of the ones that I, you know, really kind of concern myself with on a daily basis and think about and reflect on. And it's, you know, how am I, how am I taking responsibility, you know, or taking ownership or am I not? Am I staying present in the moment? Am I taking things personally? Am I controlling the controllable and forgetting about the rest? And am I... You know, really reacting or responding to failure or the fear of failure in a way that's effective or not effective. 
And that's it, guys. And I think the last thing I want to talk to you guys about is the 100% rule. And this is something that I absolutely have just really ingrained into, you know, my attitude and my mindset for every day. You know, just kind of work and, and family life and, you know, business life and, and everything else. And it's, you know, just 100% everything you do. I know a lot of people say 110%. You know, really, I mean, 100% is enough. I mean, if you really just, because if you think about it, right, 10 out of 10 times, you're hitting the mark, it's 100%. So, you're, you know, as far as effort's concerned, on a scale of 1 to 10, if it's maximum effort, it's 100%. If it's, you know, 1, you know, 1 on the effort scale, then, you know, I mean, whatever that percentage is, right? I'm not super, super math wizard, but, you know, you get the point. So 100% rule. I mean, everything you do, give it 100%. I mean, give it your max effort. I mean, why not? You know, even down to the small things. I mean, if somebody could ever tie something that I've done back to me, I would want them to think that of me and of that thing that I did in the best possible way, in the best possible capacity. You know, I want people to think that I'm a, I'm a half faster. I don't do things half fast, right? I don't, I don't do things with, with half thought process and, and half mindset. I mean, I do think everything to the best of my ability. Why? Because I care. Because I care about, you know, the outcomes that I produce. I, I care about the results that I create. I care about the words that I choose to use. I care about the relationships in my life. I care about my job. It puts money on the table for my family. I mean, I care about my, my health and wellness because it, it's, you know, really gonna, it's really the only thing that I keep with me and throughout all things is my, is my body, my health, and, you know, my wellness. So just really think about that, guys. Apply the 100% rule and uh, think about these rules. And again, have a great and awesome weekend. Thanks for listening. Hit like, hit subscribe if you would like. And uh, yeah, we'll be seeing you on the next one.